the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. James chapter 3, beginning at verse number 1. The word of the Lord reads as following, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things, and if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able to also bridle his whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among the members uh, that it is, uh, that it defiles, or defiles rather, the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no one, no man, can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessings and cursings. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth water and uh, fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Let me repeat verse 10. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you for the privilege of preaching the word on today. Speak, Heavenly Father, in the midst of our time in a way that people will know that you are talking and that you meet them on the pages of their life. Someone may need salvation today. Someone may need deliverance from the destruction that is yet to come. Someone may need encouragement. Someone may need 
chastisement. Someone just may need being drawn back unto the fold. God, whatever your will and your desire is for your people on today, accomplish it in the preaching of the word. I need you, Lord, as I stand as an instrument in your hand. Use me in a way that honors you and glorifies you and allows your name to get the most and the highest glory. Spirit of the Lord, move in our midst and speak and accomplish your will. And we will forever give your name all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen and amen. In this particular uh, text on this morning, James has been addressing throughout his book, um, he's been addressing the Christian's conduct. Uh, He's made his focus, if you will, on Christian conduct. And he's done so and will do so in a series of tests uh, for the believer. Uh, He identifies several uh, tests here as you walk through chapter one and two and even into three. There's the test of faith. Uh, There's the test of obedience. There's the test of brotherly love. There's the test of solicitations uh, to evil. There's the test uh, to good works. And then there is also in the midst of his test, there's a test of true Religion. In fact, what James says regarding true religion is that uh, in chapter 1, verse 26, James says that if anyone cannot bridle his tongue, then his religion is useless. I really don't expect your tongue to help me this morning because I'm talking about it. Praise the Lord, somebody. Uh, And so, and now what he does in chapter three, he circles back around, if you will, and he begins to expand upon his teachings on the tongue. And he does what I would describe as a spiritual biopsy of the tongue. Uh, If you are suspected of having cancer, you got a tumor, you got a mass, you've got something that's odd or unusual in your body, doctors will go in and perform what's called a biopsy. They'll take a part of the tissue from the tumor, from your body, and then they'll perform a series of experiments and investigations on the tissue to determine what's in the tissue. And ultimately, most likely, most often when we hear of biopsies, it's for the purpose of cancer, but there are other biopsies that are done. That just happens to be the most common that we hear about. And in the process of the biopsy, uh, they tell you after they've done the biopsy that in a few days we'll give you the results of your biopsy. In other words, once we've examined the tissue, once we've done our experiments on the tissue, it will help yield for us the answer as to what the composition of the tissue is. I'm really going somewhere, but I need to get you there in the right way. And so what they'll 
then do is they'll call you up for a consult, which usually most folk get a little nervous when they get that call. Because they, in the back of their mind, they just know it's going to be bad news. But for my Christians, you've been praying and fasting and calling upon mama, daddy, grandma, the church, and everybody else to pray for you that this thing is not cancer. Amen, somebody. And so what happens is then they'll either, you know, if you have electronic stuff, they'll email you. You can go on your portal and you can go check to see what the results are and read the scientific explanation of everything that you won't understand. And you'll still have to call your doctor. I'm really going somewhere. And then the doctor will, in layman's terms, explain to you what the composition of the tissue is and what they have discovered. This morning, I'm going to be the doctor who explains to you in the layman terms what the biopsy of the tongue has discovered. Because somewhere in the process of Christian conduct, James discovered that the tongue is a problem. Can I get a witness in the house somewhere that in the process of us trying to live out this Christian life, the tongue has a tendency of getting in the way of making us look good. Uh, Sometimes it just seems to act on its own accord. And so because this strange uh, behavior of the tongue has infected and affected the performance of our Christian conduct, James takes the time to perform a biopsy of the tongue and to uh, explain to us what this tongue is made of, which will help us ultimately to know how to manage this mass that's in our mouth and to live out proper Christian conduct. Y'all still with me? Uh, So what he is going to do, he's going to provide us in this uh, explanation here some warnings uh, to help us so you you will be well warned about what to expect from this, this mass in your mouth called a tongue. So I want to talk to you on this morning from the idea, the subject matter, tongue warnings. A biopsy of the tongue. Let me begin by saying that James lays out that he discovered very quickly that the tongue is powerful. He says it is it is powerful. That that's the first thing he says. Um, gives you verse. Don't 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 everybody rush to be teachers because there's stricter judgment. I'm gonna wrap that in here this way. That it, because in order to teach, you've got to use your tongue. And if your tongue gets you in trouble in teaching God's word, <laughs> uh, you've got judgment that's coming with the poor use of the tongue. Lord Jesus, I wish I could just stay right there because there's more in it. He says, we all stumble in many things. And if anyone does not stumble in the word, that is in the utilization of the tongue, in the uh, even in the teaching, uh, if you will. He is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. He can handle. He could. He could be able to do all. And he says, indeed, we we put 
you know, he gives these illustrations about bits and the horses and all that. And, and basically what he's laying out, he says, um, the tongue is powerful in that it's small, but it can accomplish a lot. Stay here with me. He says, well, um, don't rush to be a teacher because if we all stumble in word, you don't want to stumble in this word. But if you're able, um, let me see if I, I can explain this. If you're able to um, handle the tongue perfectly without ever stumbling, you're a perfect man, perfect woman. Let me qualify that. Apart from God, you don't need Christ. Because you can, you can handle it all and perfect yourself. You can, if you never stumble. Lord, this, this is deep because what it helps me to understand that one of our stumbling blocks is the tongue. One of the stumbling blocks to our perfection is this mass in our mouth. Lord Jesus. And so he says, um, it's a powerful, uh, little thing. He says, look, um, those who, who never stumble in it, are perfect. Now, um, there are many who are listening, many who are present, um, and you can testify that in your best strength of your Christian walk, every once in a while, every now and then, you stumble as a result of something that comes out of your mouth. Stay here with me. When I realized 36 years ago that, that God was supernaturally calling me to preach the gospel, one of my arguments with God was, um, you got, let me get some, some background. I was in the military and military folk have, um, a, a way of using the tongue in a, in a foul kind of way. And as a, a good military soldier, I, I was well capable and, and actively involved in utilizing my tongue in the, in the constant and consistent and, and, and strong, uh, usage of profanity. And so I told God, God, there's no way I can preach the gospel lest you take profanity out of my mouth. And God, I'm not trying to be supernatural, spiritual, boasting nobody. I, I said to God, if this is you, you got to take this out of my mouth. And I'm not lying to you when I say this morning that three days from the time I talked to God like that, God took cussing out of my mouth. Can I, can, can I talk to somebody this morning? Now, watch this. Now, I, I could probably stand up here and boast and say in the 36 plus years of ministry um, that I've been walking with God, I've never ever cussed in 36 plus years that God took it out of my mouth. And I could probably say, look, look at me, how great I am. But it doesn't mean I haven't stumbled in other words. I haven't cussed nobody. I haven't used any of the profanity in all of that time. But I will tell you that I have been tempted to, Lord help me somebody. And I will tell you that that doesn't mean just because I didn't cuss doesn't mean that I didn't cut somebody with this tongue. 
I learned something about cussing. Cussing ain't the best way to cut people down. Whew, I'm preaching way better than y'all saying amen. I, I learned how to articulately tell somebody off without ever raising a cuss or profound word. And it was still a poor usage of the tongue in my mouth. It was still a stumbling block because it was still sinful in the way that what I did because my motive was wrong in the way I approached it. Y'all, y'all not going to help me this morning. I, I already knew that the tongue wasn't going to say amen because I was talking about the tongue. And so what James says here is that the tongue is a powerful pow- it is, it's powerful it has the potential of ruining and then stumbling your perfection as you walk in this Christian walk and he gives us examples of how powerful the tongue is he likens it unto a bit in a horse's mouth he says um, here in verse verse 3 he says indeed we put, a, put bits in horses mouths that they may obey us and we turn their whole body by the usage of one bit now a bit is only six inches long and one and a half to two pounds in weight so we use this six inch one and a half uh, to two inch bit put it in a nine hundred to 2,000 pound horse's mouth and we control a 900 to 2,000 pound beast that has the ability to do what he wants to do any other time and we can fully control him by this little bit that we put in his mouth. He says, not only that, he says, there's also a rudder. He says, uh, he says, uh, look at the, look at the ships, although they are large, massive in nature, three, four, five tiers, uh, high, uh, driven by fierce winds and the, the winds out on the sea, pushing them back and forth. They are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Um, I, I did some research on uh, the proper sizing of a rudder as it related to a ship or a boat. And what I discovered that there is a mathematical equation that, uh, that they utilize in order to determine the exact smallness of a rudder so that it can adequately handle the weight and size and length and depth and breadth of a ship even on the worst seas but it's a small rudder and James says here we we use that small rudder it's small but it's powerful it's powerful enough to control a massive ship even in the midst of stormy seas y'all ain't saying nothing this morning he says the tongue is powerful uh, in, in the same scope of a rudder and in the same scope uh, as the bit in the mouth of uh, the horse. And he goes on, he says, uh, even so, the tongue is, is it's a little member. It's small compared to all the other parts in the body, but it, it, it boasts great things. And he gives a third illustration of a spark. He says, uh, see how great a forest a little fire, a little spark kindles. It doesn't take a lot of fire to set a whole forest ablaze. See how small the spark is? And, and he says, and I, I was looking at just California alone this year. California alone has recorded 7,700 fires. 
that have burnt up 4.4 million acres of land and the fires were started only by a spark. Lord have mercy. And he says the tongue is like that. Matter of fact, he he goes deeper into it. He he says that the tongue, this little thing, in the same way that the bit can control the horse and the rudder has the power to control uh, massive ships and a spark has the ability to destroy and do great damage to even great awesome forests. Uh, He says the the tongue is powerful and it boasts great things. Uh, It's not it's not small and inadequate. No, the tongue. Uh, if I can say it this way, don't underestimate the power of the tongue. Uh, uh, depending on how it is bridled or if it's left unchecked, it could either lead you out of shipwreck or it can lead you into a massive fire, a blazing situation. The tongue can get you in trouble. Get, do, do, do y'all do realize that, don't you? Um, the tongue can, can set fires all around you and sometimes the fire that you set ends up trapping you. Lord, help us right here. Um, and so he says the tongue is a powerful thing and then then he, if I can use my spiritual imagination as a scientist, he had discovered the power of the tongue. And then as he was continuing to analyze the tongue, he also came to the conclusion, verse 6 says, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, and it's set among the members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. He secondly came to the conclusion that not only it is powerful, but it is perverse. He says the tongue is a fire, is a world of iniquity. If I can say it this way, the tongue is absorbed with the totality of iniquity that is filled in the heart and in the world. And if I can say it even more, uh, if I can go out on a limb and say the tongue is uh, is somehow uh, consuming and saturated with all the wickedness that the world has to offer. Whoo, Lord Jesus. It, it, it is so connected to the heart that all the evil DNA of the heart, uh, Lord Jesus, and all the evil data in the heart has been downloaded to the hard drive of the tongue. Lord, help me right here. Because even when the heart, who Jesus, has gone through a spiritual change, the tongue still remembers, Lord Jesus. You can still go back and get off of the hard drive of the t- tongue. Look, I wish I had somebody. Even after you got saved, you still knew how to cuss. You, you Lord, you, you still, matter of fact, some of y'all still good at it. And, and, whoo, and, and, and all the evil that once was has been deposited in the DNA of the tongue and the tongue has this perversion about it and out of the uh, you, you have heard out of the abundance of the heart the mouth does speak and so all the evil that was in the heart has been transferred and downloaded to the hard drive of the tongue and the, the tongue has all the wickedness in it that it needs y'all still here with me 
Lord help me. Um, he says it's the, it is it is anatomically placed in the body such that it defiles the whole body, and as a fire, he says it sets on fire the whole body all around it. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.